0: Wookiees, or Ewoks. Welcome to H's Basement. Let's get started. So this has been a tough one. It's not particularly easy to tackle this subject. And the reason why is because there's some obvious love for actually both of these. Like There's a lot of fans for Ewoks and a lot of fans for Wookiees. So to compare the two is a little bit difficult because there are a lot of differences, and there are also a lot of similarities. But if you've never seen Star Wars, if you've been living under a rock for the past 30 years, if you've never traversed down the aisle of your local toy store during any one of the given holidays and seen the lineup of Star Wars figurines then this next part's for you. And I'm not going to get into super detail about the lore and whatnot of these creatures, but just to give you an idea of what we're talking about. So first off, the Ewoks. These are Endorians. They are native to the planet Endor. And it is uh, the moon that had the base, that had the force field, that protected the second Death Star in the third movie, Return of the Jedi. And to give you an idea of what the Ewoks kind of look like. Imagine if Hasbro took their army of Teddy Ruxpins and said, forget all these teddy bears, dumped them into the Amazon, they became animated, got a little religion, and then learned to eat people and live in peace in the Amazon rainforests. Then you might have a beginning idea as to what these creatures look like. On the other hand... We're talking about Wookies, and the most notable Wookie is Chewbacca, kind of Han Solo's life mate, his co-pilot, his engineer, his protectorate. I mean, these these two are inseparable. They are like the Burton Ernie of the Star Wars universe. And to give you an idea to paint the sort of picture of Chewbacca, it's pretty much what every image of Bigfoot is about seven feet tall only armed with a crossbow and a bandolier so now that we've kind of set the scene here now that we've sort of painted the picture of these two creatures uh let's let's kind of bring them together and compare them first off both are incredibly strong uh, wookies are really tall and they can pop your arms out of your arm sockets uh, and and beat you with it i mean they're incredibly strong this is the reason why you should never beat a Wookiee uh, at any game, for that matter, because they don't like to lose. Ewoks, on the other hand, are also really strong, even though they're fairly small. They can throw boulders that regular humans would have a hard time picking up. And they're also very clever, too. When we talk about you know, these little creatures that are habitating in tree forts, if you will... Uh, they're they're actually rather clever for their their level of creatureishness i mean they've figured out how aerodynamics works to create gliders so they could glide over and drop rocks on on stormtroopers or they have figured out you know potential and kinetic energy you know that you need to move logs apart at a significant distance for them to come clashing together with force and destroy you know the enemy's vehicles Uh, They're incredibly clever, even though they're not using, you know, laser or ammunition-based weapons, let's say. They're really using, well, uh, they are using ammunition-based weapons. They're using bows and arrows, and they're using clubs and such. Uh, But it's still rather impressive, you know, the amount of force there it takes to do that. Whereas when we're talking about Wookiees, also incredibly clever. Wookiees in general have have created their own level of technology. And don't get me wrong, that technology is way beyond anything that you would see portrayed with Ewoks. Uh, But still, very clever on both sides, even though one is uh, more primitive, if you will. In comparing these two, the question comes up, you know, which one is better? Would you take the Wookiee that is incredibly... Loyal to you, but it is very untrusting of anyone that is unfamiliar, including you the first time you meet them. It requires an enormous amount of time in order to gain their trust. You know, or would you want to befriend Ewoks, assuming that they don't eat you, assuming they don't club you over the head and hang you over a fire pit? If you befriend them, the entire tribe throws a party for you, and they're willing to rally around you in mass to help you do what you need to do. So it, it's it's difficult because um, there is a lot of love for Chewbacca. I have a lot of love for Chewbacca, and yet when we really take a look at the larger storylines, uh, and we take a look at like the, the pivotal sets of characters, I mean, you know, or, you know, at least between these two, Chewbacca is definitely a primary loved character. But when we kind of break down. Some of the cr- critical elements here. Without the Ewoks, it's arguable that the Rebels would not have been able to get in to the base, and would not have been able to turn off the field that was generated around the Death Star, and thus, you know, the entire Rebel fleet might have been utterly destroyed because the shield wasn't down when they jumped in. And it was only when the shields were brought down that they could destroy the Death Star. Now, of course, the rebel forces went in and took care of that. But it did require the mass of Ewoks bringing their full force of booby traps in the forest down on the stormtroopers that were guarding that station. So you know, when we talk about sort of the criticalness of it, that could have been the end of the rebel force right there. That could have been the end of of our, our rebel heroes. Without the Ewoks, it would be a dramatically different story. Now, it could also be argued that without Chewbacca, it would be a dramatically different story. I think we would be a little bit more hard-pressed to figure out what moment was the most pivotal there. You've also got the fact that you know, the Ewoks are very family oriented and, and it is the tribe. It's the community. And I love tribe and community. Like if you are finding that sort of core of your people, when we talk about Star Wars or Star Trek or Firefly, you have your tribe, right? Your tribe is the people who get you, the people who love what you love, the people whom, whom you can connect your lives through a commonality of appreciation for an art form. And in this case, we're talking about the art form of movies. So, you know, you understand tribe and the power of having a tribe, the power of having people who who connect with you. And that's what the Ewoks have, man. The Ewoks have a tribe. And if you can kind of instill the fear of God in them, or in this case, the fear of C- C-3PO... Uh, then you can motivate them. You can get them on your side. You can get them to really love and appreciate you. And then, then they will do anything for you. They will rise up in mass and happily sacrifice their lives to help you accomplish what you need to accomplish. You know, the Ewoks didn't realize the larger scope of what was happening. They just knew that they had found a new set of friends and those friends needed some assistance and they helped out. That ended up costing a lot of their lives. The flip of that, of course, is that we've had this long-standing relationship with Chewbacca. And and he's kind of been sort of standoffish. Not a super friendly creature, although obviously loving of Han Solo. Uh, But he also has uh, his family in Han Solo, but he's also got his own family. Like He has a wife and a child and a father as was revealed on a certain Christmas special. So he's got a whole family that he's left in the pursuit of assisting Han Solo and seemingly never goes back to them. Now, I'm sure that there are books that kind of cover the details here. I'm not really going into the books. but we've really got here is a father who left his family to do smuggling. And that, to me, is kind of a loner sort of thing. And it's also a a, creature here who is not particularly friendly to strangers. So, throughout the movies, it's neat to see Chewbacca as this sort of strong, standoffish character that obviously has an affinity and a connection to Han Solo. But at the same time, it's hard to connect because he's really not nice to anyone else. <laughs> At least not initially. At least not initially. Like he warms up. And maybe that's the that's the part we connect to is you see something that's a little rough around the edges. And when those edges get a little bit sanded off and you start to see the relationship take place, such as, you know, with C-3PO, a, a, him and C-3PO's relationship sort of buds a little bit and, and they become much more friendly towards each other through, you know, the camaraderie that they have uh, across various movies then that that becomes cool then maybe you become closer in that sense you know chewbacca becomes more of a friend to you by proxy because you get to see what what causes him to warm up a bit to the other characters but i'm going to take this to a personal place then and uh, and say hey i'm just going to prefer the ewoks because again i'm i'm big on my tribe Uh, When I was a kid, this movie hit me at the right time. There are a lot of people who would argue that the second movie is the best. To me, based on when these movies hit me, the third was my favorite. It was the most visceral. It was the most action-packed for me. Uh, It had, again, the utter destruction of the Death Star. It had an ending that arguably is very Disney-esque before Disney even purchased them. But it was this sort of happy ending where... You know, we've accomplished that final thing. This could be the end of this series, and this was a good way to end it. Uh, and again, a lot of people would argue that that's that's kind of a a, a a Pollyanna candyish way of of presenting that, and that maybe the Ewoks were too fluffy, too too much of something that you would, would end up selling on a shelf during the Christmas season season. But for me. It was th- the perfect visceral movie for the age that this was introduced. You know, the first one kind of bored me. second one fell asleep in the theater, but the third one really grabbed me. And I won't necessarily say it was because of the Ewoks. I think it was much larger than that. Uh, but having stepped back now, you know, if, if I had to choose for me, if it was one versus the other... I'd like to see the Ewoks introduced again. I'd like to see them sort of circled back into the, the universe and, and the story and the maybe future plot lines. Uh, because uh, they, they were a little bit fluffy and a little bit of a humor punchline. But I think they served a critical role in that movie and the future movies after that. Uh, and on top of that, I think they are somewhat underappreciated even though I think there's a small niche of people who really like love the Ewoks. But I think I would go Ewoks over, over Wookie. And I know that sounds unusual, but I want to hear your reason for why you might choose Wookiees, or maybe your reason for being, you know, a a closeted Ewok lover. Let me know, get on Facebook, hit us up on Twitter. Let us know what your opinion is. And if you think I'm just horribly wrong, by all means, I want to hear it. And this has been a special episode of Get to the Good Part. Thanks for listening.